Uh, joining us now to talk about this whole situation in Pima County from the, the board meeting yesterday, Supervisor Allie Miller. Allie, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, Derek? Okay, so uh, I'm just wondering, after the meeting yesterday, did you go out and get a, a set of bowling shoes and yeah, a ball yeah. and a bag? <laughs> I got a, a bowling bag, a new ball, and some golf or some bowling shoes <laughs> yeah, so there I can you go. go bowling. Exactly. Oh my! <laughs> a few gutter balls. <laughs> Why not? So let's let's back up. Besides the fact that um, that again, the purchase is done. You know, is rushed through. Why not go for it? All yeah. of us. All of a sudden, Sharon Bronson's like, "This is a good. This is a smart use of money." All of a sudden, she cares about smart use of money for taxpayers. Yeah, uh, they, and and said that it. Oh, we've been looking for a place for ten years, and this. This came on the market, and we need to rush to buy it before oh, yeah. somebody else, uh, you know, snaps it out from under us mm-hmm. that and paying over appraised value for it. Yes. So it, it's, um, as you know, the uh, appraisal, was, there, there were two appraisals or two cover sheets that came in with the appraisals. One said $2 million, the other said 2.2. And they were six days apart. So do you ever hear from that appraiser as to why those appraisals were different amounts? And on top of that, if, if he knew about the asbestos? Um, I actually did. Uh, I sent a registered letter because I figured I wouldn't get a call back from my phone call. And so he responded with, to his credit, and I thank him for it, even though he wouldn't respond to me because he said I was not the client. Uh, so he, re- he responded um, to the real property services, and, he, and I did end up getting a copy of his response. And what he said in there was, that he had sent an incorrect, it was a typographical error, the $2 million one. So, so it's worth 2.2, okay. The 2.2 was his official appraisal. So, okay, um, thank you for that. And then the question on the asbestos, and I'll read right from his letter. He said, um, I was not provided with an environmental report addressing asbestos or other, other potentially hazardous materials that may or may not be present in the building or on the site and assumed that there were no significant issues in this regard. In other words, his appraisal is no good because he didn't even consider this. Uh, he wasn't aware of it, and he has a disclaimer in his um, appraisal. So uh, I pointed that out to the board yesterday that this appraisal isn't any good. We got to, you know, go back and get another appraisal. But they were not interested in hearing any of that. They wanted to just push this through, and um, you know, make sure that they got this this bowling alley uh, purchased. And and the things that I pointed out, they're paying fifty-seven dollars per square foot in the appraisal itself. The appraiser says bowling centers. Uh, go for $30 per square foot and often well below $20 per square foot. And he talked about the fact that there have been no significant private commercial development in that area, Miracle Mile and Mm -hmm. I-10, for the past 40 years, and which you you read between the lines, there's a limited market for this building, and we're paying, you know, 30% over appraised value for a building that did not have the uh, asbestos evaluated. Now, someone pointed out there's a 45-day window at which we can make the, uh, the Golden Pins uh, owner address the asbestos. We will see what happens in the next 45 days. I don't have much hope that they will make them uh, pay for the asbestos abatement. Yeah, I mean, address it like acknowledge it or like address it like, okay, we, we see the problem, now we have to fix it. 
uh, you know, they potentially could, in the contract, could make them go back in the next 45 days, identify the problem, mm. and either cancel the contract or get them to agree to abate the uh, asbestos. And, you know, there's potentially most likely lead paint in there as well, mold, you know, in an old building that was built, I believe it was built in 1950. Now, and, and by the way, this is Allie Miller who you're listening to, Supervisor in District 1, Pima County Supervisor on KNST AM 790. Um, I, I just, and there's no way for you to ask questions. I get it because the rules. But, I mean, I, I would have loved it if somebody could ask Sharon or, or Dick Elias or Ramon Valdez, uh, would they have bought a piece of property um, without finding out if there was asbestos involved? Would they have paid 30% over uh, the property value, would they have acted the same way if it was their money on the line? Oh, of course not. You know, I, I, I don't think any sane person would do that. And the other thing that people need to know, um, that asbestos was never disclosed to the board. Uh, we just went back uh, as a result of trying to figure out what improvements were done because there were different uh, descriptions of, you know, they did some kitchen improvements. So I called my staff and I said, hey, pull up the building permits on this. And we found out there were some lock files. Mm-hmm. And then that is where we found in the Department of Environmental Quality that they had found, they had done 20 samples and found asbestos in the tiles, in the drywall, and in the ceiling. And so uh, the floor tiles and the ceiling. So as a re- And they did a small area that they did some work in and... We uh, found that paperwork, so that's why that even came out to begin with. Otherwise, had I not, you know, directed them to go back and pull up this information, we would never have known this about any aspect. No, you wouldn't. I mean, did you ask Chuck or anybody yesterday, was there any questions about why the permits are locked up and the public can't see them? Um, we did get a response back from the uh, uh, ca- assistant county administrator, and he said that is... That is standard that they lock these files after they've been closed up. I've never seen that before. Um, we're, we're still looking into that to see exactly why they were locked up. And the actual building permits were issued through the city of Tucson. And they, this abatement was done in early May of 2017. So, and they, they did some improvement in the kitchen area. So um, why we would pay. The, the appraisal was... Um, uh, dated December of 2017, why we would pay this much money over the appraised value. It doesn't make any sense. It's pretty clear that uh, there was a, uh, I, I don't know what the rationale, I honestly cannot rationalize in my mind why we would pay even appraised value at this point. Yeah, no kidding. When Especially when the appraiser said, you know, bowling alleys are actually below value. Look at the area. The area around there, Miracle Mile, let's face it, it's a dump. Yeah. So it's not like there's high demand. You know, that's it's location, location, location in real estate. Um, right. when, and what about the deal? Why does this guy get to stay in business and not pay rent for a year or property tax for a year? Oh, this is the other thing. This came out in Chuck's original memo. Um, he said, oh, he's going to be staying in the building for a year, and it's going to save taxpayers money because we will not have to pay for security for the building. I, I'm not making this up. This is in Huckleberry's original oh memo. My God. So, what, what about the forty-one grand in property taxes? The yes, guy won't pay. We're going to lose the forty-one thousand in property taxes. And remember, they serve liquor on the premises, and he is required to carry insurance. 
But what, you know, I think it was um, liability two or three million. But think about that. If there's a car accident, anything like that, and Pima County owns the property and they're serving liquor on it and there's a, you know, some sort of major accident, guess who's liable? County taxpayers. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of issues here. Um, there was no reason to push this through in a hurry. Um, I think it was, um, I don't know what, what truly is behind the uh, rationale for, for doing this in such a fashion. Um, we will see if they come back within the next 45 days and drop the price or require him to do the abatement, the owner of that facility right now, to do all of the asbestos, mold, lead paint abatement, or any other environmental issues on the property. I suspect that will not happen. We see this over and over again. And this is $7 million. Um, Chuck has admitted that he's going to spend $4 million, and uh, he sent an email to some uh, constituent. He said, well, at the end of this, it's when we get done doing the improvements, the building's going to be $10 million. Worth ten million. I don't know. How does how- he figure that out? And who cares at that point? I mean, all <laughs> yeah, the, like, I, like Pima County's in the property flipping business now. Yeah, exactly. There is no way Chuck can see into the future and, and determine. Oh, yeah, it's going to go up in value to ten million. And uh, end of the day, uh, I believe we're overpaying for this, and we're we're buying a building at a time when we do not need to be doing this purchase. And, and right in the middle of asking for a tax increase. Uh, for roads, and the people, this money could have been used for roads. Over and over again, we have these things, 25 to $30 million on the courthouse, $7 million here. Uh, the soccer stadium. The soccer stadium that's going to be, the memo that Chuck put out on that said when it's all said and done, it's going to be $53 million in improvement. Mm. There you go, folks. You want to know where your road money's going? Uh, it goes into the general fund and gets moved around. And uh, people just need to understand that, and they need to understand that where there is a will to do the right thing and make the roads a priority, we could absolutely do that. What about, really quick, um, the abatement money? Because you mentioned on this show that Chuck was going to put down, by the way, this is Allie Miller who you're listening to, Supervisor District 1 on KNST, AM 790 here in Pima County. Um, You said something about that Chuck was going to put Four, was it four million or three and a half million or seven hundred grand a year for five years for some kind of abatement? Yeah, they're doing uh, in, uh, in my office, for example, the eleventh floor of the building that we sit in downtown still has asbestos in it, and I'm telling you, the stuff comes flaking off the ceiling. It's it's a grave concern to me and my employees and. Uh, they're supposed to do abatement, and that contract is 700000 per year. It can be renewed up to five years total. So there's $3.5 million for its asbestos, mold, uh, I believe lead paint in there as well. And this is a master agreement, which means you can use the monies on anywhere, and you don't necessarily track it by project. Did anybody ask Chuck about that? Like, you know, if there is a be- asbestos, where is the money going to come from to fix the bowling alley? Well, I did ask the uh, assistant county administrator. She said these were for county buildings um, that would be coming up, but it is, it's a fund that can be used anywhere. It could be used down at the golf course uh, restrooms that Chuck originally put out a memo, said there was asbestos, then it would cost 225000 to abate that. 
Then he said there wasn't, but then in the boardroom he said, I didn't say there wasn't, so we don't know what's going on down there. It's, it's this uh, unwillingness to share the information and be honest and truthful about what is going on with these buildings because he just wants to buy them. So he's not willing to give the information or supply the information, for example, on this golden pins because he knows it'll be an issue, as it should be. If we're doing our due diligence, we should have researched this. We should have all the answers before we sign a contract to purchase the building. Yeah, it was very Satish Hiramath-like, but that's a different, uh, <laughs> that's a different story. Again, can you hang on for me? I want to ask you just a couple more questions about the golf course, this new memo about how the golf course owner, uh, Morgan North of Borderland Construction, is going to get out of paying a $100,000 fine. Sure, for, absolutely. For Hang on, I want to ask more about the, the meeting, too, who showed up, what it was like, that kind of stuff. Hang okay. on for me, that's uh, Allie Miller, and we're going to continue in about uh, five right here, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 98 today. We're going to continue with uh, Allie Miller right now, Pima County Supervisor on KNST AM 790. Hi, Allie, thanks for sticking around with us. Sure, absolutely. So uh, this memo that, uh, that you uncovered... Um, this memo that states that apparently there is an Arizona state law that says if you convert a golf course to anything else other than a golf course before you've owned it for 10 years, you have to pay a hundred thousand dollar fine, right? Uh, well, the way it works is, uh, the owner of a golf owners of golf courses are given special tax treatment. It's $500 per acre plus some amount per hole based in 1988, multiplied by some index that they tied that to. So uh, for this golf course, uh, the uh, taxes were like 8800 So that's a lot of acreage. I know I pay almost that much for my house So per year. And uh, what happened was this memorandum, I was never copied on it, and neither were the, uh, other board members other than Supervisor Christie. This was came out on May 7th, and it was given to me by a constituent. Someone just gave it to me and said, have you seen this? I had not seen it. And it was a memorandum from Chuck Huckleberry to the county attorney. Uh, apparently, and you can read between the lines in the memorandum mm-hmm. that the assessor, there's a covenant between recorded between the assessor and the owner of a golf course. So when they sell it, that covenant comes forward. And apparently the assessor said the uh, penalty for, and I don't know how long this individual owned it, is $100,000 since you were not maintaining it as a golf course for 10 years. I don't know how many years he owned it. I believe it. he bought it in 2014. Yeah, so it wasn't four years. long. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, in the memorandum, it's to the county attorney from Chuck Huckleberry, and he's directing the county attorney that uh, we will not be charging this penalty. And he said if it appears it would be improper and removed from the tax roll. And uh, I've never spoken to the assessor, nor have I seen the communications between the assessor and Chuck Huckleberry. But Chuck has unilaterally made this decision that this penalty is not going to be paid. So I sent, uh, I scanned this in when I got it and sent it over to the county attorney and I requested, number one, his opinion as to whether Chuck Huckleberry has the authority to withhold this kind of information from county supervisors who make these decisions based on the information 
the county attorney did respond to that one. However, he did it in an attorney-client privilege memo, so I cannot disclose the contents. I am going to put it on the next agenda for the next meeting and request that it be voted on to be released to the public. I believe the public has a right to so know. So wait a second. The county attorney said, I can't tell you if Huckleberry had the right to do this because of client attorney privilege, the, even though the, he works for the county? The county attorney, uh, he responded to my question it is me. I cannot release it without a vote of the Board of Supervisors um, it, by law, by statute. I cannot release oh, wow. his answer to me without putting it on the agenda and asking the board to vote to release that memo. I am going to put it on the next agenda and request the board to vote to release it. And uh, in the name of transparency, I do hope they vote to release this memo. The other question I asked, I asked the county attorney, since Chuck took on the role of attorney in this memo, directing the county attorney, I asked him his opinion, and he has not yet responded to that. Um, he is researching it and getting back to me. To see if uh, he can actually count, if Chuck can make legal decisions and legal rulings? I know, I know. This is what is so crazy about this memo. It's directed to the attorney telling him what Chuck's interpretation is. And I can tell you, Chuck's interpretation is not what I read in the statutes. Okay. I, I pulled up the statutes. I read it. It seems very clear to me. Can you can you hang on? I'm trying to short. Can you, can I keep you up for one more? Because I want to get more into this. Sure. About what why Chuck says it sh- he shouldn't pay the fine, and also want to bring up what happened uh, also at that meeting, and including the fact they brought up Red for Ed. Oh yeah, that so, was a it was a wild meeting yesterday. Okay, hang on, <laughs> hang on for me. Allie Miller is going to stay with us. We'll continue right now on KNST. It's Fox. To know, number one, Pima County, guess what? You want a bowling alley now. The uh, supervisors approved it three to two because they don't mind spending your money, the three nut jobs. Second thing I think you need to know is that Oro Valley is going to have a big vote tonight. $14 million bond to put money in their money-losing golf course. Oh, yeah, money-losing golf course and the money-losing restaurant that they want to convert uh, to something other than a restaurant, even though a resident said, let me take over the restaurant. I'll pay to renovate it, do everything. I'll make it work. They never even called him back. Third thing I think you need to know, Martha McSally, on record now, she told the, the House of Representatives, can you officially take me off this co-sponsorship of an immigration bill that would have provided a pathway to citizenship for illegals? I'd rather, I'd rather now that I'm running for Senate, rather now support a bill that is much tougher on illegal aliens. So can you change that for me? Thanks, Martha McFlip. Three things I think you need to know. Allie Miller stuck with us, and I appreciate it. Pima County Supervisor, uh, thanks for hanging around, Allie. Sure, absolutely. Um, so, again, this this uh, this letter that uh, Huckleberry sent the Chief Civil Deputy County Attorney Andrew Flagg that said, per our discussion, so I guess he discussed it with him, I yeah. understand the assessors uh, believes the tax liability associated with the conversion of the Kanoa Hills Golf Course down in Green Valley to a natural park, uh, pursuant to an Arizona revised statute, is about $100,000. Please indicate to the to the assessor that the Kanoa Hills Golf Course property is being converted to no use <laughs> rather than a different use. Yeah, and if you read the statute, it doesn't say anything about what type of use it goes to mm-hmm. if it moves from a golf course to any use. And the question I have is, you know, if this gentleman just bought this in 2014, um, my understanding is the golf course hasn't been in use for a while. So should this have gone back to the prior owner? I'm not sure. But end of the day, someone, uh, uh, and, and maybe if he bought it and took it on and signed that, you know, I'm sure that covenant, he was made aware of that when he purchased it. I'm not sure of all the details. 
because, again, I find out somebody gets this out of the county and I have no idea how the person that gave it to me got it. But end of the day, this is information the Board of Supervisors, in my opinion, should always be made aware of. Nothing should be withheld from us. And this happens over and over again. We found this on the American Airlines. There was documentation withheld just all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, here on the appraisal, um, and I am sure the county was well aware of the asbestos. I mean, you don't even think about buying a building from the 1950s without that popping in your mind immediately. Uh, Because we own buildings, right, that have asbestos. And, you know, we're sitting in buildings that have asbestos that were built around that time. So we know, and anyone doing their due diligence should have, um, that should have been evaluated as part of the appraisal um, to allow this to go forward and hoping this would be kept in the cloak of darkness. But we stumbled on this. That's the only reason we found out about this. Otherwise, it would not have, we would never have been, uh, made aware of this situation, and you know, I, I will. I, I, I'm looking forward to the uh, county attorney's response on this, um, and hopefully, this uh, whether his opinion as to whether this should or should not be waived, um, and and who has the authority to do it. I believe the only ones that can do it is the board of supervisors. Man, that's my belief, and how Huckleberry is. Um, doing this, I don't know, but we'll see if, um, you know, what the county attorney comes back with, and if he puts it in attorney-client privilege, um, I will be putting that one on the agenda, too, as well to be released, so that people can see what the opinions of the attorney are, and I'm sure he'll provide rationale as to why he, he uh, you know, is ruling the way that he is, or, or giving the opinion. we got to remember, too, what they say is simply an opinion, um, but um, and then it would be up to people to challenge that opinion, and and most of us don't have the money to, to hire no. attorneys to go and challenge. Did Steve? Did Steve Christie have an opinion? Did he say anything about this uh, this memo that came up? No, um, this was not on the agenda this week. And as you know, you can't discuss things that are not agendized unless you're uh, Chairman Elias, <laughs> which I guess you're going to discuss that next. No, I have not. Uh, heard from anyone on this, and uh, you know, I we did make sure that that got you know sent so that the clerk of the board distributed my questions as well as this memo mm-hmm. to all board members. So now all board members are aware of this. You know, they can't sit back and say it was a good purchase. Yeah, uh, and they want to raise taxes and then turn turn down a hundred thousand bucks, can they? Right, and when you when you look at it, you know it was two hundred twenty five thousand for asbestos, three hundred thousand for restrooms, which Chuck says they're going to get donated. We'll see about that, mm-hmm. and then a hundred thousand for the tax penalty. I think the course was donated for exchange of like ten bucks, but that's already six hundred twenty five thousand dollars. And you start adding these up. You add that into the seven million. You add it into the this building we purchase and that building we purchase, and all of these things add up to a whole millions and millions of dollars that could be used for road repair. Yeah, that's right. Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller's on KNST AM seven ninety. So, real quick, we're short on time. A red for Ed. How did that get brought up at this meeting? Which it doesn't seem it's appropriate for that. No, it is not. It's a violation of of uh, you know protocol. The during. Um, 
a open call. There was a red for ed individual, you know, circulating. She started announcing that she's circulating her petition and she wanted to get five signatures today. She was doing that in the boardroom, and Richard, uh, Supervisor Elias, should have uh, instructed her that it wasn't appropriate to do electioneering using county resources. And Richard Elias said, I'll sign it, and Sharon Bronson said, I'll sign it. And they signed it right in the boardroom, and they're, you know, the statutes say in Title 11, which governs the Board of Supervisors, you cannot use county resources to influence the outcome of an election, and this is, in fact, going to be on the ballot. It's the uh, ballot measure that they want to increase taxes on the wealthy for the teacher salaries. And uh, Richard and Sharon signed that right in the board meeting. And, 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 you know, it's just absolutely inappropriate. It's against uh, statutes to do that. There are, there are various statutes, uh, misconduct and coercion. Uh, the people in the room were just stunned. You had a couple of listeners that showed up for the first time, and I met them yesterday, and they were absolutely stunned at what they witnessed. Um, I did call Richard. I called point of order. I said, this is inappropriate. You cannot be doing it. I asked the county attorney for his opinion, and he started to speak. And he, uh, he w- if you listen to the, the audio, you can tell he was, you know, going down the road of this, this is inappropriate. But then Richard just said, well, I'm going to um, adjourn the meeting for a few minutes so we can, um, you know, sign the petition. Didn't even take a vote on the adjournment. And uh, so there you go. He just unilaterally decided he was going to go out in the audience and sign that petition. Ridiculous. So this is something that I'm, you know, people did report it to the attorney general. I think it's absolutely appropriate that they investigate this and, and, you know, stop the cowboy uh, board of supervisor meetings where it's just a free-for-all and totally out of control Several people came up to me that come to those meetings a lot, and they said this is like a reality show. Um, so, yep. uh, and and you have to, you know, start tossing elbows to be able to get a word in edge, edgewise. And when you're attacked every time you you, uh, it, it certainly was a situation for me yesterday. Every time I, I expressed an opinion, it's an attack on me. Well, you're doing it because you hate Chuck Huckleberry. You're doing it because of this. Is it's inappropriate to even discuss my motivations yeah. up as to why I'm, I'm, you know, making wait, wait, and really, really, I'm really, literally have ten seconds left. So who said that? This other supervisor said you're only doing this because you hate Chuck. Oh, that was uh, Richard Elias. Oh, that's he's nice. the chair of the board. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, kangaroo it, court. It, yeah, and I, I did tell him I don't hate Chuck. I don't like what he does. There you um, go. So it has nothing to do with whether I like no. or dislike Chuck. When you have a chip on your shoulder, that's how you think. Uh, yeah. Listen, Allie, thank you so much for, for uh, shining a light on all this. And sure. uh, hang on. for i got to talk to you during the break. Hang on for me, okay? Okay. All right, thank you. That's Allie Miller on KNST.